Welcome to the Recordings of a Fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, the NFL edition on a Friday, no less. Not a Wednesday or a Thursday, people. Oh, Friday. It is January 27th, 2023, and we have the ch- an NFC and AFC championship games this Sunday. I, I can't believe it. Like, every year it comes around, I'm like, wow, football season's over. It goes quite fast, doesn't it, people? It goes quite fast. Um, we're talking about football and the draft in April, and then by the time you blink your eyes, it's August and training camp, and you blink your eyes again, it's Christmas. You blink your eyes again. Now we're going towards the Super Bowl already, so here we go. Here we go. So... <clears throat> Eagles versus the 49ers is the first game on Sunday. Um, the Eagles and 49ers, um, they've played before. They've had um, great um, games before. Um, mm, you know, I mean, Philly and San Francisco this year, the, the ironic thing, they were fighting for the first seed like almost the entire year. Um, Philly started, you know, their start of 13-1 paved the way for the first seed. Um, San Francisco has now won 12 straight with their rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. Unbeaten in his first seven starts, replacing Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, replaced Trey Lance, who I'm going to tell you is no longer going to be the San Francisco 49ers quarterback. I will make that statement here today. You got, you got Brock Purdy. He is going to be the starting quarterback next year. But we can't think about next year right now, so we'll just keep going. Um, but I'm just going to make that statement like right here and now. He, Trey Lance, is no, he's going to be the backup, if anything. It'll be interesting, though, to see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo off during the offseason. But let's talk about this game. So let's go by position by position. All right, so you've got the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, versus the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy. Um, you know, what Purdy has done has been stupendous. I mean, in eight games and seven starts, he has flashed the kind of fluid mobility that they wanted in Trey Lance. Plus, he's effective. His his efficiency, excuse me, efficiency, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, he loves being called Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Literally, he loves that title. Um... But, you know, then you have Jalen Hurts. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's been, he's had a vision and, uh, of, that it's been remarkable this year. His vision this year to show everybody that he is an MVP type quarterback has been nothing but tremendous. Um, you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see um, what happens. Um, then you have running backs. You have the running backs against each other. You have Eagles have Miles Sanders. Um, 49ers have Christian McCaffrey. Boy, isn't Christian McCaffrey happy he got traded? Let me just get my coffee here a second. Isn't he happy he got traded? Because now he's going in the NFC Championship game. You never would have thought that with the Panthers in the last couple years, right? Anyhow, anywho, um, 
I mean, Sanders has been healthier and more physical this year behind the sturdy front. McCaffrey, he's, we, all know, we all know how CMC is. He's prone to his bumps and bruises. He's, no, he's prone to being injured. But, you know, um, with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, it gives Kyle Shanahan's office like a 2-1 punch, a 1-2 punch. So, uh, you know, I think they have the edge with the running backs. And now we have wide receivers. I mean, you have A.J. Brown. You have Devonta Smith. You have, for the 49ers, you have Debo Samuel. You have Jenkins. You have Brandon Ayuk. Um, It's another, you know, I mean, the Eagles' top duo is even more well-rounded than the 49ers. I don't know. I mean, that's that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the top wide receivers, the top running backs facing off in this matchup. It's going to be quite interesting. The Eagles have Dallas Goldberg as their tight end. 49ers have George Kittle. Um, this this overall matchup is so good between like every every position. Like you can't just pick one team in in every single position that's gonna that's going to outshine each other. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know the offensive lines. Let's just look at those. So the Eagles offensive line has um, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Lane Johnson, Jordan Meltia. Isaiah Samuel, Samuel, whatever his name is. Sorry, excuse, you know how I'm so bad at last names. 49ers have Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burnford, Mike McGinley. I mean, Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey alone. Uh, few teams can match, if not eclipse, the Eagle book bookends better than the 49ers, who get premium protection from Williams and. Um, and Mike McGinley off the edge. Uh, Williams, in particular, still sets a standard for blindside blocking. In addition to the top end tackles, um, who offer wins or on sheer size and athleticism, and Johnson, a warrior who really excels in the running game, the Eagles just have a bit more on the interior. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, defense. You know, I mean, the defense, you got, let's say, we got 49ers have Javon Kinlaw. They got Kevin Givens. Eagles have Javon Hargrave. They have Flexter Cox. They have Milton Williams. Um, The DE and the OLB. We have, you know, Reddick. You got Sweat. You got Graham on the Eagles. You got Nick Bosa. Um, Charles Aminu. You got Samson. You got all these guys here. Uh, linebackers, you got TJ Edwards um, on the Eagles. You got Fred Warner on the 49ers. CB, you got Darius Slay on the Eagles. You got Ward on the on the 49ers. You got two Wards on the 49ers. The Ward Bunch, the Ward Brothers. Um, I mean, there's special teams. You got Robbie Gold as the kicker. You got... Jake Elliott as the kicker on um, the Eagles. I, I mean, everything is pretty much, I think, even keel here. I mean, some 
there are some more advantages for the Eagles, and you have the 49ers have advantages in, in certain positions. But I'm going to tell you something. I mean, this game's going to be quite even. Now, someone on Twitter told me, because I picked the 49ers to beat the Eagles, so I'm going to tell you my score. I say it's going to be 31-27. 49ers. 49ers are going to beat the Eagles. I already predicted that last week, so I'm sticking with it. And some guy who's an Eagle fan, obviously, <clears throat> and um, by the way, was a little high at the time. Um, <laughs> if you read his tweets, you know what I mean. Um, goes, well, how can you say that? They only put up 12 against Dallas. Here's a, dif- here's a difference between football and all the other sports. Mostly football. Games don't carry over. You have a week to prepare for the next game. It's not like you have two days and then you're playing another game. And then you can carry all that momentum from one game to the next. Each game is its own game. Anything is possible in football. Anything can possibly happen in a game, and we've seen that before. So it's kind of stupid to think that just because the 49ers only put up 12 against Dallas, that they're not going to be able to put up 31 against the Eagles. There's a possibility. Anything is possible. I'm sticking with the 49ers. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. And now, let's talk about the Bengals. The Bengals versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, which is after the NFC. So the NFC plays at 3.30, and the AFC plays at 6.30. Okay. Um, I mean... Now, the Chiefs are favored over the Bengals. Fine. But I'm going to tell you something else. I am going to tell you that I'm going to pick the Bengals again to beat Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is injured. Now, we all saw the video. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's probably on Instagram. It's probably everywhere of him stretching on the field during, you know, when the media was allowed to watch them practice. Um, now remember, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been bad against the Cincinnati Bengals in their last three meetings. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't won any of those three games. But in their three meetings, Mahomes has completed 67.3% of his passes for 757 yards, six touchdowns, two, two, two INTs. His 101 passer rating is good. But the Bengals have also done well not letting him go ballistic. Mahomes hasn't had more than 275 yards in any of the three meetings. In the second half at overtime of the AFC Championship game last season, he struggled as much as we've ever seen him struggle. So, all right, there are reasons that the Bengals came back from a 21-3 deficit against the Chiefs in the last AFC Championship game last year, but the key one was flustering Mahomes with this, with this, you know, with a scheme, with a schematic shift. Um. Okay, so obviously he has Travis Kelsey. That's his big. That's his big uh, target. So. You know you have to put defenders on him. Um, 
the Bengals dropped A-plus defenders in coverage on a season-high 35% pass plays. Patrick Mahomes struggled against 8-plus defenders in coverage, completing just 7 of 13 passes for 59 yards and an INT with two sacks. So, the Bengals almost doubled their usage of dropping 8-plus defenders in coverage in the second half in overtime and held the Chiefs to only 3 points during that span. Um, the Bengals threw a lot of looks at Mahomes, coverage-wise and in the pass rush. One On a key play in the second half, the Bengals had safety blitz Mahomes right from Von Bell, then dropped defenseman and Trey Henderson, Henrickerson, into coverage on Mahomes' left as he drifted to the left. Mahomes threw a forced pass that was tipped at the line intercepted by B.J. Hill. Um... Um, you'd think that if the scheme works so well against Mahomes, he would go right back at it. However, in week 13, the regular season meeting between the teams, he didn't utilize that method. Um, Mahomes played fine with 259 yards, two touchdowns, and a 113.9 passer rating, but the Bengals won. The Bengals rushed six on third down with no deep safety in the third quarter. Um, I mean, so Mahomes' mobility could affect the Bengals' plan. Remember that. So how mobile is he going to be able to be? You got to take that into effect because I don't know. I don't think anybody knows how this game is going to play out. I'm just just looking at some of the statistics here. Hold on a second. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, I really still totally believe that the Bengals are going to win this game. And they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. And then it will be 49ers versus the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And I will pick the Bengals. I really, I just totally believe that the Bengals want Redemption from losing the Super Bowl last year. Um, Jerry, Joey Burrow and and Chase have that chemistry. You know they have that chemistry. You got T Higgins. You have um, all these guys on this team that want um, redemption. Um, you got Eli Apple who certainly wants redemption, because we all know here in New York how many times people wanted him off the Giants. Oh, get him off the Giants. He sucks. Get him off the Giants. Look at him, blah, blah, blah. Then he went on the Saints, and people didn't like him there either. And then he went to Cincinnati, and now he's in two back-to-back AFC Championship games. Um, You got Sam Hubbard. You got Joe Mixon. Um, Obviously, Chase. You got... You know, B.J. Hill, you got, I'm just looking at other guys here, Evan McPherson on special teams, you got Devin Asante at the tight end, you got Jesse Bates as a safety. I mean, this team is loaded. This team is loaded with talent, loaded with ability, and you know, you know they want redemption. 
and you're going against Mahomes. Now, Mahomes is still going to give you his best. You saw that he did not want to come out last week. Even when he had his ankle, what you can tell he couldn't even move, he still wanted to play. And I give kudos to that because it's, it's kind of hard to do that in football. Um, especially when it's your ankle. Um, and, you ha- and you're a quarterback and you have to have mobility and you have to move. He, he, he tried his best. And then he, obviously he came back in. Um, but you really don't know. He's not going to be 100%. Let's just put it this way. He is not going to be 100%. At best, he's 85%. I mean, 85% of Mahomes is better than anything, right? But Joey Burrow is 100%. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. I'm going to pick. I still think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go 27-24. I wouldn't even be surprised if they win it at the end of the fourth quarter regulation with a field goal. Uh, I really, I really truly believe the Bengals are going to win. It's going to be 49ers versus Bengals in the Super Bowl. And then, obviously, we have some other things to talk about. Um, the Jets hired their offensive coordinator, former Broncos coach Nathan Hackett, who has ties for Aaron to Aaron Rodgers. So now everybody is going, the Jets have a quarterback hole. Trading for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and pairing him with Nathaniel Hackett fixes it. Um, do you people really believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here? And then they keep showing pictures of Aaron Rodgers and Joe Namath's number. Now, I read somewhere that Joe Namath would give him the number, but it's a retired number. It's a sacred number for the Jets organization. Why would he want to do that anyway? Number one. I don't believe anything that Joe Namath says anyway, number two. But first of all, to hear the Jets head coach Robert Solly tell it, there is nothing to it. Hiring Nathaniel Hackett, the ousted Denver Bronco head coach, who previously served three years as Rogers offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Now we all know that Rogers has spoken highly of Zach Wilson. And we also know that Zach Wilson watched Aaron Rodgers, you know, as he was growing up, that was his idol. It would be it's a no-brainer to have them be put together to have Rogers mentor Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson is now going on year three of his five-year rookie deal. Why would that, like, are you really going to pay Zach Wilson all this money? Because after this year, it's his fourth year, and then you have to either pick up his fifth option, or we're going to be looking for a new quarterback. A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on with the Giants, too. So, I mean, you know, you heard, um, you heard Saquon Barkley, um, say that he doesn't want, um, to break the bank, you know, um, he doesn't want to break the bank. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't, he does not about the money. He wants to come back, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, so there's a lot going on. Um, he wants to remain a giant. So 
Buckley has made it abundantly clear he wants to remain with the Giants. He also recognizes he won't reset the running back market on a new deal. So Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back. Um, if you want to know what he has, he averages $16 million per year on a $39 million contract. Um, blah, blah, blah. Berkeley has had his best season, blah, blah, blah. The Giants attempted negotiated contact with him, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we'll see. <clears throat> um, then you have the GM of the Giants commenting that signals that Berkeley either won't continue to be a member of the Giants or will be receiving a franchise tag if adamant about a McCaffrey-type deal. There is ties between Elliott and Kamara for the league's second-highest paid running back a 15 a year. Um, blah, blah, blah. The franchise designation is a good value relative to the reports about rejecting an offer. The second franchise tag in 2024 at the bargain agreement is 20% increase over his projected number. It would be 12.12 million. So we'll say, we shall say, I mean, there are going to be a lot of different things happening in the offseason. And of course, you know, we'll talk about that during the week of deadness. I call that the week of deadness, the week before the Super Bowl. Um, the dead week, because no one really cares about football. I mean, technically, no one really cares about the stupid, they have their, their, their all-star game, whatever they want to freaking ass call it. Um, no one cares about that stuff. No one cares about Hawaii. <laughs> no, no one cares about that kind of shit. So we'll say... So we'll talk about all the off-season stuff next week. Because it's a good time to talk about the off-season because it technically is. I mean, we're just waiting to see who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and then we'll also talk, obviously talk about the Super Bowl the following week. Because we literally, you literally have two weeks, if you think about it. Next week, there's no football. February 5th, that's Sunday. February 12th is the Super Bowl. So you still technically have two weeks. So next week, we can talk about all the off-season shenanigans. Um, all people who are free agents, all people who are probably going to get franchise tags, all that kind of fun stuff. And then the following week, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Of course, though, I'll talk about the game, too, because that's going to happen on Sunday. So enjoy your football watching. Let's remember, anything's possible with football. Just because the Eagles are the first seed does not necessarily mean they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And just because... The 49ers only put up 12 points against Dallas does not mean that they can't put up 31 against the Eagles. I really think it's going to be, this one's going to be a high scoring game. I really still believe that it's going to be high scoring, like 31, 27. Um, and then I still believe in Joey Burrow. And I believe that they're going to go back to the Super Bowl two years in a row. And we'll see what happens. So have a great weekend, everybody.